0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Casey Brown. I am your host. You might be able to hear some birds chirping in the background. And that's a beautiful thing because spring has sprung, people. And I am all for warmer weather. So, anyway, today is like super gloomy and cloudy, but it's like 60 degrees. So, we are thriving over here. But, wanted to check in, see how we're doing, how we're feeling. I'm so excited today for our episode. So this is with my really great friend, Jen, who I've known for years. You guys are going to absolutely love her story. And also her partner, Sarah, is on the episode as well. And she also has an amazing story. And i that's the goal of this podcast, is to share amazing stories. So how I know Jen, um, Jen and Sarah actually located in Cape Cod, uh, which is like one of my favorite places ever that I've been to a long time ago for anyone who's maybe an OG follower of the power cakes, you know, last 10 years of my life. We did a glow retreat. My girl Heather and I and our friend Katie uh, hosted. um, It was called glow retreat. We did it two years in a row. Uh, They were both in Cape Cod. Um, we, it was just, it was just a whole retreat around fitness and body and mind. And I just feel like we were so young then and we pulled off some like awesome, uh, experiences. And I'm always so proud of that because we just, it was such a passion project of the three of us, but Jen was actually, essentially almost our manager, like she helped us. She knew Heather really well. She helped us do a lot of the background, a lot of the background stuff that you just didn't see, right? Like you kind of need someone to help with all of those things. And she is just a go-getter. Like from day one, this girl is, you can rely on her. You can trust her. She will be there for you. She will, she's just, I just, in this episode, you'll see, like, I just believed in her from day one as far as whatever she wants to do, whatever she sets her mind to, she's going to do. And you'll see in the episode, but Jen used to work at like a corporate job in Boston. She'll talk about it. Um, Always was curious about personal training. Her dad owned a gym in the Cape and that's where we ended up doing our retreat. Uh, She always kind of had this passion, but was trying to always kind of figure out like what she wanted to do. And if she wanted to follow that, that journey and she ended up leaving that nine to five and there's nothing wrong with a nine to five of course but she had she had followed her passion and it's really scary and we know that and we talk about that on this podcast how it is scary to follow and do what you want to do and take the leap and Jen took the leap and now she's basically running the gym with her dad running classes teaching classes we just taught together this morning on zoom anyone that was with us you guys are awesome we did a hit the bar class together um she's just a sponge she's willing to learn take it all in and i just i just adore jen and then i met sarah through jen and sarah is a personal trainer uh, at the gym that at the mid Cape athletic club, if you're ever in Cape Cod, that's where you need to go. And Sarah also right away, whenever I met Sarah, it's like wealth of knowledge. Like she just gets it. And in this conversation, we talk about guys, does it ever fail when I start talking that Kita grabs a squeaky toy? I'm just curious. Does it ever fail? Hold on one second. And we're back. Keith is outside with his squeaky toy, so we're gonna see how long this lasts. But <laughs> anyway, she was probably telling me, okay, Casey, cut it. Just get to the episode. That's what she's that's what Keith is trying to tell me. Anyway, I am so excited for this episode. You're gonna learn so much about Jen and Sarah and their journeys and how like they used to look at fitness and how it's changed and evolved and what we used to do. We go into what we used to do when we were younger and how that's changed and evolved to make ourselves feel better and be stronger from head to toe. And it's just an awesome episode to get to know these amazing trainers. And I'm so happy for their journeys. They have such a cool story together and you guys are gonna get a lot out of this. So again, whether you're a trainer or not, these episodes are just meant to inspire you guys and motivate you to maybe take a leap in your own life. It doesn't have to be a job, right? It can be so many other things or trying something new or just learning from other people. And that is the passion behind this podcast. So thank you guys so much for joining. Your support and listening means so much. If you could leave leave a review or hit those stars at the bottom that would greatly that would greatly appreciate it. Do you like how that 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 English just came out? That I would greatly appreciate it. Um and we will talk to you in the next episode. We have some big episodes coming up. We got some things in the works and I'm just so excited for all of it. Okay? You guys are the best. We'll talk soon. Okay, bye. Oh, and before I forget, all of their information will be in the show notes below. Um, all their links where you can find them. They are just amazing. So make sure you follow them below and let them know that True To You Chats sent you. All right, now I'm really going to say bye. Okay, bye.
1: Hi. Hello. Hello. (laughs) hi do you like seeing four of us I was like at first I was
0: like wait a second are they in two different places
1: no we're sitting right next to to each other I know
0: (laughs) I love it okay there is
1: definitely a delay
0: right so that's the only thing here's what I recommend if you do just one and then maybe just like share the mic whenever you're about to talk Okay. You, hmm. Do you know what I mean? Okay, because okay. there's definitely a delay, and it's gonna be a little crazy to edit that. Because really you know, my editor Casey over here, the editor, she'll love that. <laughs> <laughs> now I don't.
2: Now
1: I don't hear you at all. But let's see.
2: Um, check, check, check.
0: Sure. If that's okay with you guys, this is my right and
1: your left? Yeah. How's that?
0: That sounds really good.
1: Okay. And uh, then better.
0: even Sarah, if you talk.
1: Oh, can Hold you? On, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Go ahead.
2: Can you hear me?
0: Yeah. I mean, I can hear you both perfectly without even having to move it. So
2: okay. Really- Although can you,
0: can you. you were ready to go. You were like, two screens, <laughs> two microphones. Let's right. go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, she acted like she's never done this before. Yeah, right, Jen. Okay. No,
1: no really, honestly, <laughs> the funny thing is, is, I literally just went out to buy these headphones because the ones that we had weren't like, we were, thank God I was home earlier than this time because. I don't even have the other ones, but they have like, yeah. Oh
0: yeah. Oh, there goes my. Ear. There goes my.
1: <laughs> they, have, yes. they have this, which doesn't plug into our laptop. Ah uh, yes. So then all of a sudden I was like, oh, oh my god! What I am doing? so
0: sorry. I owe you for the
1: my, for the headphones you just went and purchased. Oh no no no! This is I mean we, we needed we this them anyway. I yeah, guess so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah,
0: it's like so funny because it's like the old school headphones that are the better ones for this because it actually has like. The mic, obviously, I think is on both, but then it's the insert. It's like, how else? Yeah. Right. I'm telling you. And then I have a MacBook now, which I've always had like an Acer or whatever old computer. I never cared about a computer. And then I kind of like did a big girl purchase and got myself a computer, but it's like, nothing connects my microphone's a usb so i had to get right. a usb adapter <laughs> then my speaker doesn't adapt so i had to get like another speaker adapter on top of the usb adapter i'm like okay yeah. is this is kind of annoying yeah yeah, kind of annoying. yeah i know
1: these adapters we were like pulling yes. out all of the things we were like oh my god this what do we do yeah.
0: <laughs> i love it i love it i'm like jen's at home all day like on youtube like how to podcast what no, do really, I need? literally yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs> I seriously one. I love your mic. I know. Yeah, it's nice. Oh,
0: thanks. This looks actually really official, but in yes. reality, um, my friend Sam, who is my, one of my co-hosts. So Heather's been like an ongoing co-host and then Sam has been one of my co-hosts too. And, um, he kind of did the podcast thing a long time ago and like kind of stopped and then whatever, but he had all of this equipment. So when we started, oh. when I started being like, I think I want to do a podcast, like this is like my calling what I'm supposed to be doing and blah 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 he was like I he's like my best friend at the gym he's like I support you I got everything you need like I'm not using it like here's a mic stand here's a microphone here's a cord like so it literally attaches to my dining room table oh it doesn't move this has become the podcast table and it doesn't move (laughs) And it makes me look like a radio host and I kind of I mean, love it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's awesome. Yeah, I love looks it. It's really
2: professional. Yeah, yeah, and then I
0: still have my Christmas tree up. So judge me all you want. But <laughs> no, no, no judgment. <laughs> no, I just enjoy it. So I'm like, yes. what? I'm just yeah. going to wait until the week. All Do my it. Christmas stuff is actually sitting in front of me on the table that needs to go in a box. But as far as like, the tree. I'm like, that'll happen whenever I have like a whole day off. So I just yeah. keep pushing it off.
2: <laughs> I have a client that left hers up year round. Not kidding. Yeah. I so. mean, it might time. get a little dusty, but as <laughs> <okay>. <laughs>
0: right. I'm like, that makes me a little mm, with the dust, but I would, on yeah. it does it makes me happy at night. Like I, yeah, even I in college, I always had those, like, I always had lights up in college in my room. Mm. Like it always made me happy. And then it's our the bedroom, best. we actually just turned into a like we redid our bedroom. So essentially we, we live in like student housing, but we've made it, I have, we, I, I have made it very homey and very like painted things. And ours looks a little bit more like a home than the other ones do. So anytime the students like peek in or the RAs come over, they're always like, Oh my God, this is like, feels so homey because theirs Mm -hmm. looks different than ours. So I have made it like very homey. And so our bedroom has always been kind of just this room that I never, I was like, I cared about, but I was always like, well, we'll, we'll eventually move out. So why put all money into this? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like right. why put money into a nice bedroom? So I've kind of let it go. And then we were both having trouble like sleeping. And that's mm-hmm. really unlike both of us. And we tried like switching spots in bed. We tried mm-hmm. the dog sleep. Well, you know, the dog takes over the whole thing. It's <laughs> like, we tried putting the dog in a different spot. She didn't she didn't like that. She's back on the pillow with her head with us, you know, because there's three of us, not just two of us. So that, you know, that she's only child syndrome. So she's in the middle of us. So then we weren't able to sleep. And I thought one day I was like, you know what? I'm on this like organizing frenzy. I'm just gonna like redo this whole, just move the furniture in the bedroom. And I took the bed from the center. I put it to the corner up against a wall. and I love like a nook. You know Ooh, what I mean, yeah, like that yeah, nook yeah, vibe. That so I like yes. made a little nook, put it up against the wall. I pulled out some old like decorations that I always like really liked, but didn't know what to do with, and then completely redid our bedroom. Like got like one of those shelving units from Target that you can like build on your own, which definitely was a two person project. But <laughs> then one person, I'm like, that's uh, bullshit. This is yeah. a two person yeah. issue. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It was like a, it's like half hangers, half like. Um, like shelving and so it stays you know out in your room and it looks so cute and I was like so we built that that. I hung some Mm -hmm. things on the wall I moved the bed I added a couple lights I got a new lamp and honestly like my husband came upstairs and he's like oh my god This is like, why didn't we do this before? Like we have so much room and it It made us both feel like really good. And then the bed feels bigger Mm, because now that I'm against the wall, I I'm almost on the edge of the bed compared to when you're going to go all
1: the way there. Right. Yeah. Yes.
0: Instead of like falling off the bed. You know what I mean? So anyway, I'm like, all of a sudden we're looking, he's like, what you feel so far away. I'm like, this is great. This is so Mm. great. Like you're so far away. (laughs) Like this is so great. Like I love this. So anyway, I'm on a whole tangent, but it is, it's, it's the changing of the, it, like now we like spend time up there. We never, Mm. it was always like, just go to bed. Like that's where we went to bed. And then now it's like, Oh, like, I like to sit up here on my computer and kind of just hang out. Like, this is like a little bit Mm. of like a, a sanctuary with like the lighting and the cute, yeah. Never before did it feel that way. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if you've. Oh, you guys have. Oh my your gosh.
1: Well, we can show Airbnb. you. Airbnb. This-
0: well, yes. yeah, but
1: then in our in our home, so we're in our like living room, but then it's mm-hmm. one room and like that's the bed, mm-hmm. and it, oh, yes. it's built in. Yeah. And it's really high, so we're stuck with a queen, which is a problem, <laughs>
0: right? That's what we have.
1: That's what we yeah. have. Yeah.
0: So I, feel you. I mean.
1: Our bed is high and the dog is too big and he's not allowed in the bed. Nope. Anyways, no. so yes. Yes. Um, yes. It's, it's too much for just the two of us. It's yeah. already a lot. And I'm yeah. I'm the worst sleeper ever. And, and Sarah, yeah, so we definitely feel the pain with the sleep stuff. I wish we could yes. have a little nook, but we're hopefully doing an addition and putting like an actual bedroom on the awesome. other side of this house. And I think like we're both just like, dying for a king bed we're just like yes i'm doing the addition for the king bed (laughs) i'm
0: I'm like with you i'm so with you when we we always thought we can never fit a king bed up there Hmm. and then now that we kind of like moved our thing i'm like we could definitely fit a king bed up here you know like all of a sudden i'm like and that changed everything so It's so true. It's like my parents have a king size bed and they always joke that they're in different area codes. Like they're like so <laughs> yeah, far yeah, away, you yeah, know, and it's, yeah, right. I could sleep with them if I wanted. There's so much room right, in the yes. middle of the two of them and they don't even I have an animal anymore. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, Kita yeah. would essentially have her own bed with right, us. So right, yeah. cause she likes it. And I God bless her, but she likes to be right up against one of us. She has to be touching you. You know what I mean? So it's <laughs> yes. like, it's I, at the end, like I come in, I'm i I'm a night owl. So I tend to be up probably too late, but I, Go to bed, and he's Corey's already in there with Kita, and she is in my spot, like in are like head. Aww on my pillow my oh. silk pillowcase that my mom got me for Christmas the dog is all about and so she lays there with her little head on there like yes I'm the queen and I go in and I try to move her and sh- the noises that come mm. out of her it's like Ugh.
1: groaning Ugh. yeah like yeah.
0: groaning so mad I'm yeah. like get the f yeah. out of my spot yeah. like yeah. move She's over me, yeah. anyway I don't even know how I got on this whole thing but I did want to say <laughs> oh we are by the way we are recording because this is okay. how we do things on the podcast Yeah, We just go. This is the beauty of True to You Chats. Just go. But for those that don't know, (laughs) I'll do a little intro before this. So I just jump right in. Like who the hell are these two? But um, they do, uh, Jen and Sarah have a, have a Airbnb in Cape Cod. Oh, sh- shameless plug from me because we <laughs> stayed in it and we'll link it below, but we Ooh, stayed in it. So yes. Cool. Oh yes. So we stayed in it and I want to be like an ambassador for the room. Like I'm like, <laughs> so use, use code Casey at checkout, but no. <laughs> We stayed there with, so my mom came up for like a long weekend and she loves the Cape. And then Corey really, I mean, we really don't get a chance to like travel a lot, like other than going home to see our family. So that's really all of our like vacation time. Right. Um, Especially now. Yeah. Especially now. So during, I think this was, we came, didn't we go the end of September, I think to your place? Yeah. Because we
1: still weren't here because we were renting out our house at the same time. Yeah. So I think it was. Um, and we came back in mid October, so I think it was September.
0: Yeah. Your sister got married, Jen. That yes, weekend. that's right. Yes. Okay, so, so
1: I should know the date then. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm like, don't worry. But yes, yeah, so, so <laughs> that 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 date when you were at that yeah, wedding, Yeah, my but, sister's wedding, um, date. That wedding. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that that date, that, <laughs> that wedding. Date, so that we, so we stayed at this, and like you cannot, you never know by the pictures. You're always kind of like, oh my god, it looks so cute. But then once you got, like, we got there, I was like. I never want to leave. It's like the perfect little studio. It's, and I don't even feel like it's honestly little. Like I really feel like it's just a very big space. It's a, big, and you have, yeah, it's
1: a spacious room. It it's is. a lot. Everyone says ceiling, that actually, yeah. they send us messages saying they think it's a lot bigger than they, than the pictures. Yeah,
0: it is a lot bigger. And I think the ceiling is higher than you would assume. Mm-hmm. Like you have like the openness to the ceiling. It was mm-hmm. just the most like comfy cozy room and we, and then, so my mom and I stayed there the first night by ourselves. And then Corey brought the dogs this is dog friendly. So if mm-hmm, the queen mm-hmm. had to make her arrival, oh, so yeah. she comes with Corey and they stay the rest of the weekend with us. And Corey brought an air mattress and literally my mom and I slept in the bed and Corey was on the air mattress <laughs> oh, with the dog. Oh. Like Thank it was God, what it was. It. And we, and it was perfectly fine. Like literally yeah. like he had the air mattress, the dog stayed with him. Yeah. We were on the bed. We all shared the bathroom. He we love outdoor showers. He mm, was obsessed yes. with getting outdoor showers and putting yes. the dog out there and like yes. cleaning her at the same time. <laughs> perfect. Um, I have a thing for outdoor showers. I just love I it. Love and then yeah. we loved the fire. There's like a fire pit in the yeah. back. And we spent, we also lucked out with weather that weekend. It was like low seventies and oh, sunny. So, so we nice. were able to go to the beach. We were able like to sit at the beach. We were able to do just hang out, drink wine by the fire. I think the fire was our favorite part. Like just yeah, having perfect. that, And it like, didn't work the first night. I'm like, Jen, I'm so sorry. I don't know what to do. And then Corey came up the next night and was like able to get it going. Like it just needed a little bit of help, you know, with a little, with a little flame. But anyway, once that was up, it was the best weekend ever. My mom and I talk about it all the time. Corey loved it. Yeah. So anytime we'll link it in the show notes, but Clark was it Clark Road Cottage? Is what yeah. you guys are called yes, on it. A- mm-hmm. That's it, Clark Road yeah. Cottage. I'm the ambassador. I'm the
1: <laughs> yes, ambassador. you are.
0: <laughs> There's no code, Casey. But if you go on, just let them know Casey sent you. <laughs> it, yes, you they exactly.
1: Good. Just write it in their message yep. to us. Yep.
0: Yes, it's we'll the best. If you're looking for just like a getaway, to for that. I'm just thank you for that. Yeah, oh my god, you. of course. Have you tried this lemoncello? No, no, no,
1: no. But that no, oh. we actually. I mean, I've. Tried Lacroix like just a handful of times, but we ended up getting that for the studio, and People it disappeared. It like so then we stopped.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, you're like that's going fast, uh, um, yeah, yeah. and it's more expensive. To me, I'm like, oh my god, it's water. Why are you so expensive? But I. I am not like, I don't care. I am obsessed with seltzer water. Now that I moved out here, like I I never drank seltzer water in Pittsburgh, like ever, I thought it was so gross. And then I moved to new England and all of a sudden I'm like, I (laughs) love seltzer water. I'm an ambassador for seltzer water now too. And so I like polar, I like got hooked on polar, like orange vanilla. And then ever since then I was like hooked on seltzer water. So they had a key lime they came out with, and (laughs) it's almost like. It is. It tastes like a key lime, almost like vanilla-y flavor. Yeah. And then I saw this limoncello and I'm like, I'll try it. It tastes like a lemon pound cake essence water. Whoa. So good. So yeah, I've been I'm literally drinking good. like two of them a day and spending all my money on freaking water but my mind
1: just went to like that would be really good with vodka in the summer
0: yes Yes. no for real okay for real like I like obviously Jen knows my mom pretty well but like my mom's a good time she's way more fun than I am and so anytime (laughs) I pull these things out she's like oh yeah that would now she's gonna be like I'm glad you just made me sound like all I do is (laughs) but um, I'm just like that is (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm gonna say Jen felt the same way. So, yeah. <laughs> but she always uses sparkling water for like drinks. You know what I mean? And I, this delicious. Just so you know, but don't buy it for your house because people will definitely. It. <laughs> yeah, 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 it'll fly
1: off the you know.
0: Yes. Um. So anyway, so I'm so excited you guys are here. I know Jen's like nervous, but she has no reason to be nervous. She's like, "What do I need? What do we need?" I'm like, I, "Well, no, obviously, that's,
2: that's, we've never yeah. done
1: this before. Yeah, we've never
0: done it." Oh my gosh. And I've been on, we've been back and forth being like, we need to find a date that'll work. Then you find a date that'll work. So Tuesday nights are normally my night off from going to the actual gym at night. So I was like, we're going to make a Tuesday work and it's going to be perfectly, perfectly fine. Jen went and bought headphones for all of this. So one person stay at Clark Roach cottage for, to pay back for the headphones (laughs) that she just bought for today's (laughs) podcast. But, um, so I'm just going to double check that everything's cool. All right. Yeah. awesome. So. I want a little, do a little, a little, I want to, I should not be a host at all, but I want to welcome Dabba Dabba Doo. I want to welcome Jen and Sarah to the podcast. For those that don't know, you will now know, this is my favorite thing to do is honestly just connect people and introduce people. Like that Mm -hmm. is my grandpa's 84 years old, still works full-time. He is a connector. He has Mm -hmm. always taught me to the connections are everything. Like that Mm -hmm. is what he has instilled in me from when I first wanted to launch my own business after college. He was like, connections. He would bring me to all these marketing meetings and, you know, team building things and, and group things. And I would meet all these people and he would always be say to me, connections are everything. This is all you have in this world is connections and connecting people. And that is such an awesome thing. And I think I've got so much of that from him too, because it's like, I love people meeting people that should be meet people Mm -hmm. or meet each other. And then Mm. I love just introducing people to our audience. So our little audience that we have, but it's an amazing <laughs> audience and it's growing, of course. And so I'm just so excited. And some people might remember Jen from, okay, so let's go backwards a little bit. And God, what year was it, Jen? 2014? Oh, I'm the worst at this.
1: If there was there, she would know. She's always <laughs> like, oh, in 2001, I did this. I'm horrible. I don't I know. Um, I want to oh say gosh.
0: 2014 or 2013 that
1: sounds right I was about to say seven years ago so yeah I think that that's right wow
0: because yeah. I moved out here in 20 at the summer of 2015 I moved to Rhode Island and I had not lived here during no, our retreat from right Yes. Which is so crazy. So, yeah. okay. So long time ago, if you're an OG power cakes fan, <laughs> we did the glow retreat, Heather and I, and then our friend Katie the first year. And then it was just Heather and I the second year, but we ran what we, we called the glow retreat. And it was all about like mind, body, spirit. And this was like really back whenever, like, I want to say it's like that OG date of like, before Instagram was like huge. And oh, before totally all these different things. Like we, just what we did to make this retreat happen was so awesome. But everyone knows Heather and I's connection. We talked about it in like episode two, but basically I all, I met Jen through Heather and we can kind of go in Jen, how we met each other, but mm-hmm. I met Jen through Heather and Jen is very, she reminds me so much of my sister-in-law because my sister-in-law always jokes that she'll be my assistant one day because she's so, she's so good at planning things. Like my (laughs) sister-in-law is so good and she just gets shit done. And Jen is the same way. Yes, Sarah's like nodding her head. She's like, Uh, yes, she is. Jen is like, boss, babe, (laughs) I will get it done. Whatever you need, put a little like headset on me and tell me what you need me to do. And it's like, cause it's Jen, in my opinion, it's like, she doesn't want to be the center of attention. She likes to be the helper. She likes to be- making sure that everyone's taken care of. And Mm -hmm. that was my first impression of Jen. And then when we were thinking of someone to essentially be our manager Mm -hmm. for this or an assistant for our glow retreat, Jen made all the sense in the world. Mm -hmm. And then on top of it, her dad owns a gym in the Cape, um, mid Cape athletic club, right?
1: You got it.
0: Cause I've been there multiple times. But (laughs) so she was like, Hey, my dad has this gym. You guys can use it. And then it became the most amazing retreat. We met people, we met like, it was such a small group, but it was so meant to be that way from, you know, we did fitness. We did, we like got deep. Um, Mm -hmm. Katie did yoga. It was like, we had these amazing sponsors Then we had awesome Jen, like getting us breakfast and like making sure all of our stuff was together. And like, it was the best. And so from there, I just had so much respect for Jen and what she was able to do for us at the time. And just like what. How you were. And so that was like you said, seven years ago. And then Mm -hmm. we did a second one and we used like a hotel. I think the second, the second one. Remember the first year? It was like this the tiny little like (laughs) hotel that we stayed in. And we were like, next year we'll maybe do a little more modern of a hotel. I don't know. But it was it was some of the best memories. Um, Hannah to this day, one of my greatest friends who's been on my blog before, but we met Hannah. Hannah came to the retreat, she googled women's retreat somehow we popped up like before we even put anything really out there and she signed up and like to this day I train her and her husband twice a week she's like one of my greatest friends yeah Yeah. and so it's been it's just again it's connections and it's Mm -hmm. how and it's who we know and everything so um and then I just we're gonna get into this because this is one of my big star points I have on my notes over here you know because I'm such a great host with my notebook and my pen, but, <laughs> yeah. um, no, really there's two things written down. Cause I'm like, these are my main two things, but I want to get into it with Jen too, is at the time Jen was working at like more of a corporate job in Boston, I believe. And you were, um, I, you always talked about how you like love fitness, like your dad, we'd like go into this gym and I'm like, how are you not like wanting to like take this over? Like, I'm like, this is so <laughs> awesome. Like you're such a boss, like you should be. And, I think, um, I can't wait to touch on that with you. I want to talk about all of that, how you mm-hmm. left that followed your passion. Sarah's in the picture. Yep. I just feel like there's so many cool things and I want to know all about Sarah's story. Cause I feel like I don't know your story as far as yeah. being a trainer and your story to get where you are. Right. Um, so if you'd like to intro yourself, Jen, maybe talk about what you do. And then Sarah, you can do the same. If you want to just give like a blank statement here of what you guys yeah. do.
1: Yeah. Um, Well, thank you for having us. We're very excited and happy. Um, So, yeah, I ended up, like you said, changing careers, doing a complete career change. Probably now it was maybe five years ago, four years ago. Mm -hmm. I'm bad at time. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) yesterday. Yeah. I don't know, whenever that (laughs) was. Um, And I did exactly what I had wanted to do those seven years ago, which I always had in the back of my mind was something in fitness, you know, I wanted to kind of get more of a business background because if the idea was I'll take over this one day, I went to school for business and I kind of just like fell into this career of real estate in Boston and it was really good money. I couldn't turn it down. I wanted to experience living off Cape for a little while. And then I would meet, you know, certain people, or I would go to the gym and take certain classes. And I was like, I just want to do that. Like, that's really what I want to do. And it really was the glow retreat was one of the, the things that really finally like pushed me to make that change because I was seeing you guys like living this dream. And I, yeah, I love that connecting between everybody, but I was like, but this is what I love to do too. And I know that I could have a hand in this and I just need to go for it. And I just, you know, quit my job, move back home. And it was a lot of, um, fear in that because I, you know, my, you don't become a trainer or fitness instructor for the money. Right. So like, no. and having, you don't have, I would
0: say you have nobody knocking at your door. The second exactly. you get your certification, you're not yeah. like, I'm making Monday. Like, right, no, yeah.
1: you're not I had right re- away. <laughs> yeah. I had a really, um, like l- nice leg up because of my dad's business. And I was able to kind of, fall into that. People knew who I was in that regard, but yeah, you still have to grind it out and you still have to figure out what makes you different and what makes you unique and what you're here for. Um, so yeah, so that was, like I said, like four or five years ago. And then I went and got the ACE, um, certification to just be able to start teaching classes. And I started just teaching classes, um, and I worked at the gym, like either in membership or at the front desk. And I'm currently now the director of operations. So I'm more behind the scenes than teaching, but I still love to teach, you know, every so often, like two or three times a week right now. Yeah. Um, it really wasn't though. And I say this all the time, like my life obviously changed when I met Sarah in more ways than one, but mm-hmm. especially in the fitness world, because I just looked at things. I I having grown up in a gym you'd think like, oh, I I knew everything or I've seen it all or whatever. And her background, I was fascinated by and it just really did completely change the way that I look at fitness. And I started working with her like for myself to start because I was like, whatever she knows, I want in on. I want her to like tell me all the things and show me all the things. And it was just amazing. So I then after that, um, working with her a little bit one-on-one was inspired to go and do the CFSC certification. Um, And that was kind of, I guess, where I just decided to really take more time to relearn everything that I thought I knew. Yes. (laughs) And and now, you know, it's like, I think three years in or two years in again. I don't know. (laughs) Yesterday. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah. (laughs) So that's, I guess that's now up to today, like where we are here now. And I'm still teaching a little bit but I'm really just more focusing on like my own stuff more than instructing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so
0: yeah. All right, Sarah, give me your background on yes. fitness and and then we can talk about how the two of you met and yeah. well, the, the the truth is really when like I love being around other people that not only challenge me, but also, like, you just want to pick their brain. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm, like, I will never know everything. I will never, like, I forget what muscle something might be Mm -hmm. sometimes. But, Mm -hmm. like, if you are around other people, like like like-minded people. Like it's just, you gravitate towards each other. It's like, what do you know? Like, what do you know? And then I start implementing it with my clients and I'm like, oh my God, that just changed their whole, Mm -hmm. you know, journey now too, because I know more from this person. So for me, and I think you two would agree, I feel like we're on the same wavelength, but it's like, we're never not students. Like Mm -hmm. I'm never, I will never, ever know everything. And I love like learning more. Mm -hmm. So- I yep. think that that's. I just know we're on the same wavelength with that.
2: So yes, absolutely. Are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we totally are. Yeah. So actually, before I became a personal trainer, get I, a little
0: closer to the mic, oh, Sarah. Just a oh, little bit. Oh, oh, oh. Here, there so you go.
2: Is is <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, <hold> <laughs> Be so. The whole time. No, actually, that sounds really good. Okay. Go yeah. Yes, I know. Here.
2: Go ahead. Oh, hold it. Yeah. So I was actually working um, for a software company, aviation software company in the Midwest. So very random, very different. (laughs) And um, and so then when the owner got he actually got cancer and the company just started sort of unraveling and falling apart. And my parents were living on the Cape at the time. So I decided to come out and visit them. So while I was out here, I was like, I need to find the gym to work out at. So where do you think I went? <laughs> the gym um, that's as big as the Cape. That's how I feel like yes. it takes over the whole Cape. It, yeah. it is. It is. Um, so started working out there, loved it. And instantly it was sort of like, this is where I need to be. I mean, it was just immediate right away. So I started looking up personal training programs and found one, this two-year certification program at UCSD in San Diego. So I moved out to San Diego.
1: Oh my God. When did you move to San Diego? 2000. Uh, okay,
2: Okay,
0: because I also lived in San Diego, but it was until 2015. But oh, okay, I also okay. did live there for six months and then ah. for training, and then came back. But that's oh, cool. a we can we can talk about that after you tell me more about you. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, what? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yes. Okay,
2: cool. Got it. Um, so I was there for two years. Um, started training out there, and then moved back to the East Coast just because I'm an East Coast person at heart. Love California, but definitely East Coast girl. You
0: sound like me. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm
2: um so started working up in Boston um I actually was um opened up a gym with someone else I co-owned a personal training studio with someone um we were right above a karate studio so I got a lot of students from um, the karate class but then then I started going out on my own and doing in-home training around that same area Concord Carlisle area did mentorships with Mike Boyle um, and then came back to the Cape because I was looking into physical therapy. So I was like, okay. oh, I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to take this to the next level and do physical therapy. So while I was studying and getting prepped for that, came back to mid Cape. Hmm. <laughs> Just keep being drawn to yeah. mid Cape. <laughs> yeah. um, no. I was back in Mid Cave working out mm-hmm. and the physical therapy thing did not pan out. And um your dad actually mm-hmm. offered me a job. I said, Oh, yeah. so you're you're still training. I was like, Yeah, I'm still training. I said, You want a job? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. What do you know? I feel like I that's like how fun. he
0: would be from the couple of times I've met him. Like, yeah. hey, you yes. want a job? Cool. Yeah,
2: yeah cool.
1: <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it was really cool the way that it happened because I had just moved back, like I said, maybe a year before you came on. Yeah. Not yeah. even. And I was like panicking because I was like, I don't know. We didn't have a fitness director at the time. And we had someone kind of like helping out with arranging certain things. But I was like, I just, I don't, I'm not taking that job. I have no clue. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So then when my dad like approached her and then he came to me and this other girl who was a group X and director, um, and he showed the resume and she was like, Yep, hire her. She, mm-hmm. you know, she looked at her resume, she was like, Oh my gosh, yes. And mm-hmm. yeah, don't deserve her, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> if she'll take <laughs> it, if she'll take it, like get her in. And yeah. I remember this is so funny because I remember Sarah being like, Yeah, I'll do it. I'll come up with like a program and I'll leave you guys in good hands so you know how to like run the business after I leave and I'll help you hire somebody. It's but I'm here like short term. Right. You know, just it's, like it's just a couple just days a week and just yeah, for a few months and it's like what three years later? Years later. <laughs> yep. Uh, yes, it's
2: crazy how
1: that happens. Yeah. I love
0: yes. Yes. Yeah. Now, what was your background, Sarah? As far as like getting into being a personal trainer, like if we rewind back, right? Like what led you I mean, even just to that point? Sports. I mean, I just have yeah.
2: always been active. It's one of the you know rode a bike without training wheels at three. That's that's nice. pretty impressive, that right? I mean, better. you're
0: yes, you're a phenomenon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yes. So, yes. Um, yeah, it just it was just a natural fit. I mean, yeah. Just from yeah, being active my whole life and uh and just loving it. And let, my parents were teachers, so that also played intro too, just helping and teaching. Mm-hmm. Love that.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's so funny because it's like so my background's in health and phys ed. So I actually went to college for to be a health and I actually started mm-hmm. as elementary ed. And then realized I didn't really want to teach math and science. I was like, what am I doing? Like, I don't want to do that. And then I was like, what am I don't even like that? Like, why am I trying to teach it? And then I was like, do you have anything like close to uh, like a foods teacher, like a healthy foods teacher? And they were like, uh, (laughs) you could go for like health and phys ed. That's like the closest thing we have. So went into it again. It's the teaching background that like, I really do believe that. Because it's funny, now that I've graduated from Slippery Rock, love Slippery Rock, now that I've graduated, been a while, right? But probably two years after I graduated, they brought in a major that is essentially a a combining of phys ed, personal training, owning your own business, and like PT, like all in one, which essentially I call it the Casey major because truly- (laughs) I go back every year and I speak to this class because mm-hmm. they're like, essentially, they're like, Casey did exactly what this major's setting us up for. At the time, I would always, because I was always that one that kind of pushed the envelope. Like, okay, I get it. We're health and phys ed. We need to hit XYZ criteria in a school setting. But right. where, when are we going to learn like how to lead a fitness class or how mm-hmm. to do, you know? And then whenever the only other time you touched on that was if you were exercise science major. But most of those, people were going for PT. So they would have like an exercise class where you had to like instruct a class and learn how to teach like a group fitness class. But I was like, they're not all going for personal training. So it was like a weird, like, where does that fit in? Like, where does Mm. fitness fit in? Cause it fits in both, but yet it's not the center of any of them. So when I go back and talk, I'm like, okay, well, this is what I do. And here's the journey I took. And I would have been, that would have been the most perfect major. It's learn how to run a business, which I had no clue after graduating, how to uh, run a business. I went to school for teaching. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, I always like never knew. And then on top of it, you know, becoming a personal trainer or doing something in the fitness industry or being a coordinator at a gym or like, Mm -hmm. that's not anywhere in college from what I knew, like back in when I was going just for health and phys ed. So as much as that majors totally suits me now, I'm so thankful too, though, for that teaching background, because mm-hmm. teaching your peers, your own age, like you're trying, like, you know, being in front of those to me is like the hardest thing. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, and then you go out to the real world and you've got a bunch of kids running around and I'm like, oh, I can handle this. Like mm-hmm. I was more nervous to get in front of all my friends and teach mm-hmm. them, you know, mm-hmm. but I think in the end, what we are teachers. Mm-hmm. personal yes. trainers group instructors we are 100% doing the same concepts i learned for teaching and mm-hmm. managing a
2: classroom yeah. yeah yeah one of the things i think that's missing in the in the, <clears throat> the curriculum at school is the psychology part um with just dealing with because i mean i've had clients just start crying because it's really it's hard work and when you're a getting lot comes up. a lot that comes up and they didn't when I went to school, I didn't touch on that at all. Mm-hmm. That was definitely a big, a big piece to learn. how Even to- in
0: our personal training certification, yeah. it's not right. touched on. Right, right. It's not touched on, and and I think so. You guys have to look up again. This is me connecting, but she's been on the podcast. She'll be on a second episode soon. But her name's Casey, spelled the same way. Obviously, love her, but um, she. <laughs> is amazing. Her name's Casey or Vitus and you'll have to follow her on Instagram. It's like coach Casey, Joe, I think it's under, but she's a psychologist. Like she's, Mm -hmm. she's a doctor, but she's a personal trainer. So her outlook on, training in general is mm-hmm. like in nutrition and like mm-hmm. the mindset mm-hmm. behind why we do the things we do or mm-hmm. why we train the way we train or why this person thinks this way. And this person thinks this way, like she comes from both sides of like the mm-hmm. psychologist side of things. And it has completely changed like the way that I even look at things. Like I always knew, so my mom's a personal trainer for 30 Mm -hmm. years. So I grew up, like you said, you grew up with parents that were teachers. Like I Mm -hmm. grew up with a mom that was a trainer. So, I always kind of felt very comfortable doing it because I watched my mom do it for so many years and I never knew I was kind of like learning from her, but I was like the whole Mm -hmm. time, you know, Mm -hmm. I went to her client's basements, her client's garages and just did homework in the corner. But I remember learning like how she act, how she interacted, had so much, like cared so much about her people. Mm -hmm. And I remember just being like, okay, you know there is such a mental, like they ended up having a therapy session during their workouts every time. And I would like learn so much, you know, about the client at these things. And I'm like, so I knew at a young age, you know, there is more to this than, than just what your body does. And so Casey has done a couple episodes of just talking more on injuries and how Mm -hmm. we aren't our injuries and how our mindset can determine, like, you aren't, you aren't the injury. Like, you know what I mean? Like you, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you can get better, you can Mm -hmm. get stronger. You aren't your injury. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that was a big thing we touched on, but yeah, it is. The psychology piece is so lacking in even like the phys like, even like the teaching, like we took a psychology course, but was it really, totally aimed at teaching not really you know and right. so i think mm-hmm. that um i think that that's so important that's so mm-hmm. important yeah. to have that understanding going into it
2: yeah. yeah yeah people when i do the fms with people i always ask them okay do you think you can do this and these things these movements i mean they're basic movements body weight only and it's interesting hearing the responses because if someone says oh yeah i can do that and then they can't <laughs> compared to someone that i can't do that and then they can you already know what kind of mind frame you're dealing with. Someone that pushes themselves too much and is injured, and will probably injure themselves, or someone that doesn't push themselves enough. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. you kind of know, okay, you got to rein it back with that person or this person. You got to push a little mm-hmm. more. Yeah. So that's
1: yeah. And for people
0: that don't know, FMS is we use. The, I actually learned that when I went to San Diego. I worked for Todd Durkin at Fitness Quest Ten, and oh so I, yeah, and so I I left Rhode Island when I first moved here had the opportunity to go out there, ended up one of the most amazing experiences. But for me, it just, I was, I never really felt homesick in my whole life. And I was like, just, it was very far away from Mm -hmm. all the people that I loved. So it was Mm -hmm. really hard for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just learned a lot about myself. Like you really, like I removed myself from everyone, like everyone other than the people I worked with out there and my friends out there. But talk about learning about yourself. Like I I learned so much about myself mm-hmm. that led me to be even better at what mm-hmm. I do. But, um, anyway, when we would do FMS, so essentially for people that don't know, because most of my people listening aren't, aren't probably trainers. So, right. okay. um, essentially it's like a baseline performance test where you bring a bring a client in. That's probably brand new to you. Um, you take them through a series of, of events. You take them through a series of movements, body weight Mm -hmm. movements, like really simple Mm -hmm. things on paper, but Mm -hmm. actually not so simple to do. Right. when it comes down to it. Right. Um, but it's a great way for you to, and for you to already have that in your brain as like, I'm going to actually see how they react to this, like what their mindset more than just what their body can do. Right. Sure. A hundred percent can know how they're going to be. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh my Absolutely. gosh. <laughs> so Jen, for you, what, so other than you getting into fitness, like being in fitness and being like, Oh, I have this my dad's gym, I have this, you know, whatever growing up, were there sports? What was like, were you an active kid? Like, what do you think led to what's your journey of fitness? Like, what do you think your relationship with fitness (laughs) has like evolved or has it stayed the same?
1: That's a great question. Um, yeah. So growing up, I feel like as a Majeski, you couldn't be not (laughs) athletic. Um, We just all naturally were. And it was like, we enjoyed it and we did it for fun. Like we would go on family hikes or during Christmas, if the club was closed, we would go play tennis. Like I just grew up always doing something. We were always active. And in high school, I, you know, I played on the tennis team and I then also um, played field hockey, which, you know, then that's why a couple of years ago I came back home and decided, Oh, I might want to go and coach field hockey now, um, at the high school that I went to. And so I did, I've done that for two years. Um, so yeah, it's the same thing. It's like that sports background that mm-hmm. I was always, it was always a part of me. And like when I was in that corporate job, my biggest struggle was, I felt like, who am I doing this for? Like whose life am I really changing? This doesn't, I'm not like mm-hmm. my heart's not in this. It's mm-hmm. great money, but there's, there's so much more to life. And I know that. And I, and I saw my family, like growing up doing things that they love. Like my dad was just a tennis instructor, tennis pro, and then he opened this business and every day he's doing something he loves, you know? And I was like, I want that. I want to be doing that. And um, so like my brothers both teach tennis um, and it's just been like in our blood really. And, you know, it started with my grandfather and it's gone down from there. But everyone on that side of the family, it's just been fun for us. It's not, you know, it's just, it comes with the territory, I guess, in yeah. our family. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I guess about like how I evolved from that, which is a great question because I think that especially this past year, but it was really ever since I met Sarah and I was introduced to that way of training um, in the, you know, the CFSC yeah. and,
2: <clears throat> training movements, not muscles.
1: Exactly. Yeah. That it just like blew my mind. And I also struggled with like my own injuries. Like I have, you know, severe low, low back pain. And Sarah was helping me with that with, um, like lower, what is it? What do I have? Lower cross syndrome.
3: <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. oh yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yesterday. It was yesterday that you had this. <laughs> what is that think of again? <laughs> um, And I, it was more like um, humbling for me to just have to to slow down. And it's so hard for anybody to have to, you know, especially like somebody that's always on the go that, you know, feels like they've been doing this for years and this is the way it's been for years. And my way of evolving was slowing down, was was stopping, was going from, yeah, yeah, from like, to the point where she was like, when are you going to like stop taking these classes or teaching these classes so that you can focus on what is right for you and your body? And- Amen. If- my God, would, yeah. I'm right there with you. Yeah, I would teach spinning and then I'd go to bar and then I'd go do something else and I'd mm-hmm. do this. And, and then the next like, day I was I like, I oh bet. my God, I can't, yeah, mm-hmm. I can't walk. And she was like, well, which one was it? And I'd, um, I don't know. It could have been <laughs> any know. of the three. <laughs>
0: exactly. So
1: I think that like there's, A lot in the fitness world where you're always thinking of what's next and and progressions and what's you know what's the how am I going to get these people even yeah I don't know like just thinking of always the next big thing or trying to impress people and I've never been more impressed by having to slow down and really learn about my body and like taking those the root problems and and building on those first and I just think that that is one of the things that really just changed the whole way that I look at fitness and that it's really, it shouldn't be that complicated. Like movement really comes down to a few simple things, you know, yeah. and there's always ways for people to progress in their own body, mm-hmm. but it's not one size fits all. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we all know that, mm-hmm. but I think For so. people that, oh, go ahead. Go no, ahead. yeah, no, just, I guess my long story short is just- No, talk long. We love it. No, it's <laughs> by, I think it's more of just really, for me, it's getting to the root of the problem. And making sure that you have a strong base before you ever build on that.
0: Yep. Oh my god. And if everyone whoever is listening that has been listening since the beginning,
1: <laughs> you're
0: going to be understanding why my neck hurts from like shaking my head back and forth so much <laughs> when when Jen was talking because this is literally where my podcast came from. Was the mm-hmm. that exact story because I and again, I've already talked about this on the podcast, but it's like I was I was too busy teaching so many classes and doing so many things for other people and being here, there everywhere that I kept just brushing symptoms I was having under the rug of injuries. And I was like, nope, nope, we'll be fine. We'll, we'll take one day off and then I'll Mm -hmm. be good to go. And Mm. from someone who has grown up with anxiety and has always had to have a fine line between like being productive versus being overproductive, um, is, is where I fall. And sometimes it's really comfortable for me to be go, 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 because that keeps my mind at ease. And it's like what I'm uh, very accustomed to. Um, but just like we talked about with the other Casey was that that's not my, it doesn't have to be my story. And Mm so I met my friend, Sam came into my life. We've known each other for five years, but we never really knew each other until like this year, whenever we worked, we're working at the same facility now. And he to me is like a genius with low back and you guys would absolutely love him. I wanted to have all of us be on this together, but we'll have to do another one because yeah. you guys have to meet Sam too, but you listened he, to his
1: podcast. I think yeah. when you were interviewing him. Yes. Um, okay. Is- so Sam, Sam's Sarah very like huge fan of um Stu McGill, yeah. too, so
0: yes, okay, yeah. we just had um Sarah McGill on the oh, podcast. Yeah, yeah we saw yes. that, too. Yes. We yes. that, yeah, so Sam is um McGill method certified. he's yeah. one of the very few that are, and so he came into my life at the most time where like the world shut down, I was depressed, i was the anxiety took over, I was stuck inside, I was trying to pivot into what I'm supposed to do. all of this was ripped away from me, this go 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 lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And all I could think about were these symptoms and I was making them way worse than they were. My anxiety just took over and I'm like, I'm dead. I'm not going to be able to ever be a trainer again. My whole life's over like that as silly as it sounds, it's also a hundred percent where my brain was Mm -hmm. like behind the scenes. I was Mm -hmm. like, I'm done. Like nobody even understands like my life's over. And so I meet Sam and he's like, no, you're not you're not done. Are you crazy? And I'm like, no, no, no. Are you crazy? Like you understand what I'm dealing with? And he's like, yeah, "Yeah, you're not broken. Like, and, and for someone to say that to me, when all you felt like you were broken and I'm calling all these doctors and having these MRIs and I'm having needles shoved in me everywhere. I'm like, something's wrong. Someone Mm -hmm. just tell me. Mm -hmm. And they're like, you're fine. (laughs) You need to go strengthen your core. I'm like, okay, doctor, you're talking to a trainer. Like, I Mm -hmm. understand what that means. No, I didn't understand what that meant because when Sam started working with me, that was a whole different approach to strengthening your core yeah. than mm-hmm. you would ever, mm-hmm. ever, what I ever understood. And yeah. I am very like, leave my ego at the door because I've been training yeah. for since 2012, but it's like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I had to have somebody else step in just like you, Jen. There's mm-hmm. Sarah, like yep. steps in and she's like, so- what if you like slow down and Sam would literally have me come in, lay on the mat of mat, and I thought we were gonna do like all this stuff, like a PT, you know, appointment or whatever.
2: Barely moving,
0: yeah. Literally lay right. there and and did deep breathing on I, my belly, yeah, yep. with like my head on my with my head <laughs> on my hand, and I'm yep. like spilling my guts to him. I'm like that blah, 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 blah.
1: literally <laughs> what happened to us, except that yes. I think I was against a wall, seated and or doing some yeah. Some, yeah or laying down with my I forget but I just remember I was like what is happening why can't I do this
0: (laughs) literally like the one exercise was like the McGill curl up it was like basically like using your yes like pulling up from your chest and like curling I I couldn't I couldn't even do it I was like what is wrong with me I teach 10 you know 75 classes a week how can I not do this you know and so for me, the silver lining of last year, and I'm sure you may feel the same. It's like, sorry, I get passionate about this, but it's like exactly what launched this podcast because I was right. like, there has to be a. We are so in the in the industry of go 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 do 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 slam 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 da 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 da. And I, being a former athlete myself, and I still think I'm one. Right, it's like soccer player, track athlete. Like yep. I love a hard ass, kick ass workout. I'm the first person there for it, mm-hmm. but. Did it love me mm-hmm. doing it multiple days a week? Right. No, and it's like, would right. I train my clients that way? Like my client who's just coming in so she can play with her grandkids? Am I making her do burpees across the room seven days a week? Like absolutely not. And so <laughs> yeah. the one side of me knew it, and the other side of me was like, no, 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 you're comfortable over here. Go, go, go. Push, push, push. And for the last year, honestly, I started almost you know in in March, April, I started working with Sam and my schedule slowed down and I was able to like take my control back into my own of like I'm not teaching as much. And if I am teaching, I'm learning how to back off instead of being the participant and the instructor. Like right. I don't mm-hmm. need to do mm-hmm. I, as much as I can talk over doing anything because my lung capacity, knock on wood, is pretty dang good. But you know, it's like you get in like a, like a physical shape of being able to talk while you're like dying at the same time. But right. yes. it doesn't mean I need to, right? Exactly. Like it doesn't right. mean I need to. And so Sam was that for me. And he was like, you need to do a bird dog and hold and this, mm-hmm. and then a bridge. And I'm like, you're taking the girl that wants to like hip thrust and hex bar deadlift and pick up this whole thing every day and wonder why I feel like absolute shiat You know right, what I mean? Right. And so mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I go crazy because that's what launched this podcast. Cause I was yeah. like, as much as I love a good ass ass, like whooping on my own, I don't really, yeah. I want to say I kick other people's asses, but it's like whenever right. I, I love a good sweaty workout, but. Is that what we need the rest of our lives in order to just feel good or to actually, when people come in to lose weight, do they actually need that? Like, no, you can have just as much progress with just moving better. Because if you're not right. moving good, how is your body ever going to like continue to progress? You're just going c- to exactly. keep being in pain. Right. So, yep. sorry. I'm sure Sarah could elaborate on what no, I'm saying. No,
1: no. Yeah. <laughs> I think that it changed my life. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's a lot, it's, it's way more common than I think instructors or trainers even like to talk about mm-hmm. um, because mm-hmm. yeah like you said like you you don't it's it's more of like a ego thing where you're like I know I know and I would even right, say right. like literally say that to her like I know I know I know yeah. yes. <laughs> if Sam and was on growl. here he'd be like <laughs>
0: yeah same (laughs) yeah yeah. there's
1: Casey and Sam right in front of me literally Um, yeah so I mean thank God for the the Sams and the Sarah's in the fitness world because I think that it just is so amazing to have people that just are confident in what they know and and actually genuinely care about making somebody better in a way that like you're it's it's actually a life-changing way um and just like. And she wasn't, you know, and it was cool. Cause it was like, I just got so frustrated and I saw what she knew and what she was doing with other. And I was like, and I was like, you have to help me. Like I had to like beg her and be like, please help me. Because like, she wasn't pushy about it either. She was like, all right, when you're ready, because yeah. I know i come around right. at some, yeah. you're, you can't do this forever. So yeah. whenever you're ready, I'll be here and we'll take it down, you know, to the basics and we'll go from there. And I just like, it just, like you said, I can totally relate to how you felt. It's, Horrible feeling to feel like you have to slow down, especially having that personality of being like, "Oh, I want to go, I want to do all the things, I want to teach all the classes," and then just having to step back, but knowing like this is temporary. If you do this, you will be doing this for way longer than if you didn't. You know what I mean? Like if you don't stop now, you're you won't have a choice but to stop later. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, I like that.
2: Right. Right. Your body will decide. Yeah. Exactly. So either you
1: decide right now, or yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. So Sarah, how did you, I'm curious how you got into that approach of fitness, because I feel like it's not the normal, like, especially like for someone like me who like, I went in and I did my, you know, I did, I learned and I feel like I researched and whatever, but like, I, I feel like my brain doubled in size when I met Sam, because all of a sudden I was like, how come some of these things haven't clicked for me already? Mm. Like, and I, you know what I mean? And so for you, I'm just so interested. Like, how did you hear about Stuart McGill, like most trainers that go into personal training when, especially when they're like, I always say like when you're right out of college, like you're just a little naive and you're like, okay, I'm going to do bicep curls and tricep <laughs> extensions. Cause that's what we're going to do. But it's like, Holy shit. The more that I am the trainer every year, it's, it's changing always. Right. Mm. So it's like, how mm. did you, I'm so curious, like what got you into that style of training? Have you always been into that style of training no, or did it, it shift for you? Foil.
2: It was definitely okay. Mike Boyle for sure. I was definitely the buy try day and let's yeah. just do a bunch of crunches and you know <laughs> yeah. get your abs burning. Absolutely. And then mm-hmm. as soon as yep, I met Mike Boyle and Greg Cook for the FMS, he really changed my whole perception. Mm-hmm. Um that was that that exam and that certification changed a lot. Mm-hmm. Um I didn't do the mentorship with Mike Boyle till later. So it was mostly it was him because I knew I Met Gray Cook through Mike Boyle, so it was mostly um, Gray Cook for sure. That
0: and that how did came. you how did you find out who they were to begin with?
2: How did I find out Mike? I think I found out who Mike Boyle was through my brother. Okay, from hockey, from being just the Colin was like, oh yeah, the BU hockey coach, Mike Boyle. Mm-hmm. Like he's got a facility, and so I looked him up, and then I went as a client, so that I, I really want to know what he does. So mm-hmm. I went as a client as a trainer while I was personal training. And then, um, yeah, just kind of built from there. And it's interesting that I never applied to work for my Boy. Right. I still don't know why I never did. Uh, yeah. But, <laughs> <don't know>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like oh. me with Todd
0: Durkin. It's like that was always like my mom's my mom's like go-to mentor in the industry for so many years. And I just like always yeah. like, I'm like, why do we have Todd Durkin books everywhere, Mom? Like it was before I got into He's the great. yeah, before I got into the world, like I didn't understand what everyone thought of him. And then right. when I got into the world, my friend Jesse from childhood is a big hockey guy. So he also probably knows all the same names too. And he, worked for Todd for years. And then when then I kind of got into the circle of like meeting people because of Jesse and everything. Mm -hmm. And then that's what led to the connection and me going out there. But there, it's like that world when you're in that world, it's like you are surrounded by the best of the best. Like you, I'm so thankful for that, even though it didn't work out for me. It was like the amount that I learned from just being there, as much as I was a trainer, I really felt like an intern because I was I had always owned my own thing right out of college. I was very adamant about like, my mom's a independent contractor. I wanted to be an independent contractor. So I loved making my own schedule, doing my own thing. But when I went out there, that was the first time I went backwards. Like I Mm -hmm. I went from doing my own thing to working somewhere for somebody else. Mm -hmm. And I think that for me, I am, I flourish I will, I will be the best employee you'll ever have. Like ever, every job I've worked at, like I will scoop ice cream to the best of my abilities. I will be the best employee. So when I went out there, like I will be your best employee. Like I will do anything I can. But I think for me, I also enjoy the freedom of being Casey and, and doing what I do and doing all the things that I do. And so there comes a point where you work for someone else that you can't do all of those things that you want to do on your own. You know what I mean? Like you're right. you're working for somebody else obviously and yourself. But then at the end of the day, my trueness was in myself. Like I was like I believe in what I'm doing too and I'll be okay going back and doing that. And that gave me a lot of confidence to be able to go back and be like, "All right, like, you know, who am I trying to prove myself to?" Like you're like just prove yourself to yourself, Casey, you know? Right. So I think that um but you learn the best of the best. I mean, those are the people you want to surround yourself with because totally. it's like, again, the connections and how it then changes so many people's lives from just right. knowing one person.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's where, like, those perform better I summits. Was just, I was just going to really? say that. Yeah. That was uh, the other first, the other thing I did early yeah. on is go to one of those summits. Yeah. And that changed my whole outlook. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the first one that I went to was with her. Um, And I had never even like heard of it before, you know? And went with her and then I think at one of them we ended up I we saw Todd Durkin at one of them. I remember Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, he's usually there. He he Mm -hmm. did a thing. But yeah, it's just like you said, then it's at least you know you're in good company and it's like refreshing to know like, okay, these people if like if Mike says this, go to this person, or if so and so says go to this person, like you know that they know their stuff, and you know you're gonna get something out of it. You know, it's just nice to know that that reference means something,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and that you are like in you know good company, really. Right. Yeah, and then like that was what the one thing like when our other director saw. Sarah's like experience and saw like Mike, Bo- Mike Boyle's names and saw all the perform better. She was like, yep, 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 yep. Yep. <laughs> yep, yep, yep,
0: yep get her, keep her. <laughs> yeah, keep her. And Sarah's like, I'm just going to stay for like a week and then we'll see. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. like know. it's fine. <laughs> but here. I tell yeah. <laughs> yeah, when I go back and I talk to the students that are in that major I was talking about now, they always ask like, what, what would be advice? And I say, mm-hmm. go to a conference. I say, yeah. go to idea, go to a personal training conference, go and be around other like-minded people and you will leave so inspired, so ready to like change the world and learn from other people. And I'm so lucky that I'm surrounded by two other trainers, Sam and Orlando. And that was our other podcast we did with Orlando, but I've worked with Orlando since I moved here in his, whatever facility he was in, I was in with him. And then Sam was the same. He was in different facilities and now the three of us are together. And it's like this triangle, like when we're there with all of our people and it just, it is the most crazy, like, awesome, energetic shifting of, like, if I'm over here with people and Orlando's over here and Sam's up here, if I need this side for, like, for the squat racks or whatever, and I just start moving that way, everyone shifts without mm. saying a word. Mm. Like, we just, we That's just awesome. just, in sync. We we just are it. in sync, the three of us, and, yeah, and, nice. and my clients feel that energy. Mm-hmm. They're like, we love being here because mm-hmm this energy is so good. And I'm like, we're not even all the time saying anything to each other like me and the other trainers, but it's like, we just work together. And I think that it's really easy in this industry to know or to feel that like to pick up on energies and to, and to feel like what, what works and what, you know what I mean? Like (laughs) and what kind of shifts happen and When I worked at Fitness Quest 10, that was really the first time that I worked with other people, like Mm -hmm. other than myself, right? Mm -hmm. So I had 17 other trainers with me, like in a space that you would think was huge, was very small, like very small. (laughs) And you had Drew Brees training next to Grandma Betty. And it was Uh like the coolest thing in the world. But I remember like being like, you know what? Even though I wanna do my own thing, there is something to be said about being around other people that challenge you to be better like that that you're they're not judging what you're doing with a client but you're learning from them what they're doing with their clients and mm-hmm. that that to me was something that I took with me and I was like I really love that feeling of mm-hmm. like having people around you that are just mm-hmm. like-minded and mm-hmm. just challenging you and I think it's so important to to surround yourself with those people
2: yeah mm-hmm. You guys are in you're in Rhode Island where are you' we're, yeah
0: so we're okay. in Bristol okay. yep and so anytime you want to come and train with us here we would we would love it that would be but fun. That would be check Brooklyn. it out yeah. gosh you yeah. need to check it's it so out so Orlando used to own his own place um in Bristol and when I first moved here and that's my listeners are like yeah I heard this story already because we had Orlando on the podcast but he like heard that I was here from someone who I had reached out to for like soccer a soccer mom that like we met on social media. It's a long story, and then like I trained her daughter, and now I've trained her daughter the longest. They're like my family, and so mm-hmm. they said, "Oh, there's this Casey that's new here, and she's a trainer." In Orlando, wanted more client or more trainers in his gym. He like wanted more energy and more people, and he was like, "I just want to bring trainers in here and use this space. Like the space is great, you know. It was like a garage, like you know, it's like a boat. I think it's like a boat garage that they like turned into um, a gym." And so cool. I started training in there. And he like took me under his wing and he's just a big brother to me. And it's like I instantly, his energy was pure and genuine and he knew his shit. Like I went to a couple of his classes and I was like, all right, like you're mm-hmm. not, you know, like you're in, you know, like you got it. And so ever since then, it's just felt like home. And then he decided to not own his own thing anymore. And we moved into more of like a like just a gym that's like local here that we've he's been kind of able to um have a visual uh, input on as far Mm -hmm. as like what they've changed and what they've Mm -hmm. done. And so now we go in there and we train and we have equipment and we, you know, we have, I mean, we had equipment before, but I'm talking like just a whole gym to kind of play with, like how you have, you know, like we only had space before. And so now we have space plus a bunch of other stuff, but, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's been really cool. And like, yeah, anytime you want to come here and train with us, we would obviously, obviously love it. But, the question that I have written down that I do not want to skip over is how the two of you met.
1: <laughs> <laughs> at club! Yeah, Lisa, yeah. <laughs> This is like such a Mid-Cape Athletic Club, like, ad. It like, totally is.
0: Yes, but listen, you'll it's so good there. You'll find
1: your passion. You'll find your love. Right, you'll right, find right. your... Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. Find it all at Cape Cod. Cape Athletic Club. New Cape best friend. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh yes. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. it was. It was just at the club. And then... um, and then, you know, I started, we started like working together. I started working with her and I just was like, I was just fascinated. And then we hung out <laughs> outside of the club and then,
2: you know, <laughs> <laughs> I love
0: how cute they're giggling right now. You should see. They're like two like little kids. Like,
1: yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. I know. No, it but is, it's funny because like both of us being there now and being together, um, it, it's it's so nice to be able to like work with your partner and to mm-hmm. be with yes. you know and i think that the only thing is like that i i feel like that is hard to have to clarify is that we we met there and it, it i didn't bring her on just because she's with me you know we started apart right, and right. came together i didn't
2: even know that bob had daughters right actually mm-hmm. i knew he had two sons my brother babysat <laughs> her brothers yeah yeah um, <laughs>
1: But yeah. So I didn't even know Yeah, when I started working there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like maybe I don't know how long in but um, but yeah. So now it's like the, it's it's known that we're together and we're there. But it's still I think like it's still hard because it's one of the things that like I think I'm bringing up because it's it's hard for me because having a dad who has a gym and then having a partner who is Like a trainer, and and I just don't want it to be like I just have this like leg up all the time, and it's right. No, I think that I'm very lucky that it worked out the way that it worked out for me, and (laughs) I was lucky to have people that you know were in the right places at the right time. Exactly,
0: and I think that if, like I said in the beginning, for those that know Jen and now know a little more about Jen, it's like. I had, even if your dad didn't have a gym and Sarah wasn't a trainer, I, you would still be making it work because you're just, you're just a getter done. Like you're just like gonna get it done no matter what. And so I think that like good people, I believe like shit comes back around for good people. And you're like, when I was working in Pittsburgh, you know, where I grew up, born and raised, like my sister-in-law owned a gym in Pittsburgh. And never she doesn't even work out like she just like her her. she's a hospitality major her dad's a contractor they bought the gym my mom used to teach aerobics at 30 years ago like it's an old gym they turned it around and at the time I was graduating and I was like oh my god here hi like I'm coming and I'm gonna train all the tennis athletes because it's part gym or it's part tennis too. just like your facility yeah so that's how I started I actually started training the tennis pro Um, the owner now is named Kelly, but her, she's a tennis pro. And then her dad was the owner before very similar. And then Kelly took over the the tennis and now Kelly owns the whole gym with her husband. But my sister-in-law actually put a, she put a cafe. Her first idea was to buy the gym, have it ran by whoever was running it before she was going to put a cafe and like a smoothie bar in, Mm -hmm. like very similar to what you guys have too. That was always her dream was to have like a cafe and a smoothie bar. Then it took over and they took over the whole gym. And then she owned the whole gym. Like that was, she like you boss babe ran around, got it done. Like that (laughs) is what she did. Never worked out though. The only difference is she never really worked out. She was a dancer, but then kind of got out of it. So we always joke that I'm like, I'm like, if people think that she works out. They're like, oh, you must work out all the time. And she's like, I run around in my heels all day. Like that's <laughs> like what she does. So anyway, I, I met and then Kelly, I knew through Ange because they obviously, Kelly was taking over from her dad and Angie owned the gym and Kelly and I knew each other. And Kelly was like, literally was like, Um, so I want you to train my kids. Like that's Kelly very upfront. She's like, I want you to train my kids. Um, you know, X amount of days a week. They need it. I love you. And you have 24 hours to come up with a presentation that we're going to show to the parents as to why you should train them. And I was like, okay, sure. And so I'm like, no, I have no tennis background, like zero zero hand-eye coordination sports that I play. And so I do this whole presentation about tennis training and how it really correlates to all different sports. And I throw it out there to all the parents and I'm like panicking because they're just staring at me with these, like, who are you eyes? And I'm like, so this is why you should pick me to be the trainer. And then that was three to four years. I trained those kids, maybe three years. Um, and then it, and then Obviously, led into me moving here and training youth athletes. That's a huge part of what I do, but it is sometimes it is the connections of what's around you. The connections,
1: yeah, and like even the the tennis thing. It's just interesting because, like Sarah was, we were saying before, like never would have thought that she was going to start specializing in teaching tennis players. But you know, (laughs) now here you are, yeah, (laughs) yeah. So then, even to the point where she went and got the um, the racket fit certification. So you know, that we can have that at the club, but it's just sometimes like, if you're just, if you're following your passion and mm-hmm. you're doing what you love and things just kind of fall into places mm-hmm. they're supposed to, mm-hmm. um, then that's like a really beautiful thing. You know, it's really great. Even though you would never expect that, or you didn't think that, or, mm-hmm. you know,
2: Oh, I, I go ahead, Sarah, go. Well, I was just going to ask if you still work with tennis. Well, this Do is really
0: know? funny. I was just going to say, I actually I am the assistant coach of our, of the high school tennis team for the fourth year now. Oh, and it's I didn't
1: know that.
0: Hilarious because <laughs> I have zero. I was never a tennis player in my life. And I always wanted to learn. I was like, Oh, this looks fun. And I would just like, hit it like a baseball over the fence every time and I'm like I broke a light actually at the old nice. tennis academy they, all the because ki- all the kids would be like come on Casey get get on the courts like after train because once they stepped on the court like I don't know how it is anywhere else but like the academy that I was at it was like when the kids were with me I like we laughed we joked we I mean these kids at the age of like 10 11 12 like they came in with like game faces on like, it wasn't like my typical phys ed classes where like the kids didn't want to be there. Like, this is like, they were freaking yeah. animals and they wanted to be better. And I was like, Holy, this is different than I expected. So the level of, um, the level of effort and, uh, wanting to be better was so high that I was so lucky because, oh my God, like then it kind of set the bar for me now with my athletes. Cause I'm like, listen, like, you're coming to put work in. We can laugh and have fun for sure. But when it comes down to it, let's go. Let's focus on what we're doing. My thing's always focused. focus. Focus mm-hmm. in. Focus what you're doing. You can mm. do it. Focus, right? And so my first job with, with youth other than phys ed was with these kids that were freaking monsters, right? And so in such a good way, like in, in such a good way. And, but when they stepped on the court, it was times a thousand. Like it was Mm -hmm. like, you don't really laugh much. You get your work done. You are intense. Like Mm -hmm. you are, you have an objective and you know what I mean? And of course there was laughter and whatever, but it was very serious. Like they were, they took it very serious. And so that was what Mm -hmm. I was used to in the tennis world. Right. Like that's what I thought the whole tennis world was like. And then when I started coaching high school, so what happened was a, uh at our local rec center, there was a guy that was coaching and doing lessons at the tennis courts. And he asked our director, um, he was looking for an assistant coach and he's like, they literally don't even have to play tennis. Like we just need someone that could even be like that teaches group fitness, like someone that could do fitness. And so she reached out to me and she's like, listen, like, I don't know if this is up your alley, but they're looking for an assistant tennis coach. And I'm like, well, kind of funny. Like, I'm never coaching soccer again because I can't handle the parents ever. And so I was like, yes, I'm like, I couldn't do it. I coached like youth or little eighth, sixth grade, seventh grade soccer. And I had the worst anxiety of my life ever during that time. So I was like, never again, will I be a head coach for that? So (laughs) do I want to get into tennis? I don't know, but on the same Mm -hmm. respect, I like that it was performance driven, just like track. Like mm-hmm. you can't argue with me if your kid loses. I like, that is it. He beat this person. She beat this person. Therefore she's above them. Same with track. She ran this time. She's number one. Like that's mm-hmm. like, I mm-hmm. like more performance-based mm. situations. So I thought about it and I'm like, all right. So I go. And obviously high school, high school tennis a little more lenient than what I was used to. So mm. I go in day one and I'm like, we're going to do <laughs> like, like I was ready to go. And these girls were like, get her out of here. Like, That's what does funny. she think she's doing? Like, yeah. and I instantly got hit down a couple notches. Mm. Like, okay, so we're just going to start with the basics mm. of like mm. high <laughs> knees, butt kicks, let's okay. So not everyone wants to be doing conditioning here, like very different than what I was used to in the tennis world. But I will say, I can't believe it was my fourth year this year. Like I literally it's flown by. I have found such a love for tennis that I net like, I love playing it. I've gotten a little bit better at it. And I just think like, (laughs) it's kind of fun that it's become like just this joke of like, like if someone has a tiebreaker happen, I'm like, like they're calling me over and I'm like, hold on. And I like running as a head coach and I'm like, you gotta go. I don't know how to do it. Like after four years, I still don't know how to. So it's kind of like the joke of like, I'm the assistant that's never played tennis. Like everyone knows it now, you know, but um, it's just a really cool world to be in. Cause you have girls that have played their whole life that are very serious and, and want to be the best. And, you know, and especially the high school setting. And then you have girls that just want to move and like, yeah. just want to be with their friends. And so mm-hmm. it's a cool combination of uh of the two but
1: yeah no that's why my family has always loved it because it is like a lifelong sport and you can do it like my little nephew he's four he's just starting Mm -hmm. and my grandfather who is like 94 he's still playing you know so like there I think like it's funny when you say like the tennis world because I like we have such a tennis world Mm -hmm. and there's tennis people and we're like they're a special breed but you know (laughs) but but you gotta learn to love them yes (laughs) Now
0: for you, Sarah, was athlete words, coaching athletes, like your main goal, or did you, have you always been very open to like, like I'm very open to whoever walks in my door, like we're going to make it better. Right. But do, did you like go into it thinking, cause some people go into it and they're like, I just want to train athletes. I just want to train you know, people over, you know, in in their advanced age, like, I just want to do whatever. Like, did you go into it with a mindset of like, these are the people I want to train?
2: I actually didn't. I went in with just open, take anybody. And, you know, as the career progresses, you start to realize that, okay, you can actually fire a client and you can actually not even sign them up, if you you know, because you can tell early on if, if they're going to be into it or not, and if you're going to have a good connection with them or not. Um, But yeah, I so mostly general population, but now that I'm at the tennis club, I got Racket Fit certified. You should definitely look into that. That, Have you heard about it?
0: No, no, I'm writing it down.
2: So um, Greg Rose, have you heard of him? He started Vitalist Performance Institute for golf out in Oceanside, California. So he started this certification for tennis, Racket Fit, and basically the premise is it's looking at the connection between your body's physical limitations and then your tennis serve mechanics. So that connection of, okay, so you hear all the time pros say, oh, you know, you're opening your racket too much or, or or get low or, you know, till they're blue in the face and the person just can't, can't do it. And it's like, well, maybe there's something going on in their body. That's literally Mm -hmm. not allowing them to do it. Mm -hmm. So this is a screen similar to FMS. It's longer, it takes longer, but it's just looking at different movements that you need for tennis. Like something as simple as this, let's see how much external rotation you've got in your shoulder. Just this simple movement, and you got some people that can't, that are out there playing and cannot move their arm at all, forearm at all, like it just doesn't even move. And It's like, okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> all right. So that's probably a problem. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's so it's just basically they think that there's an there's an infinite number of ways to play tennis, but there's only one right way for an indiv- individual to be efficient mm-hmm. with their ground strokes and their serve, and it's based on what they can physically do. Yeah. So yeah. it, it's a really cool screen and uh, certification. I, I learned a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, And that
0: I know what those terms are like ground <laughs> stroke. I'm like, yeah, I know what that is. <laughs> yeah. yes. I don't know if I can teach these things, but I at least know <laughs> I've heard them before. Yes, but I I, yeah. But I
1: think that that's like the in kind of interesting and important part is that like, you're not a tennis player. Sarah's not a tennis player. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. And you, totally. and you both teach and train people that play tennis, right. you know, it doesn't matter if you did no. it or not. And I think that a lot of people get hung up in the fact that why are they going to listen to me? Right. Cause I don't play tennis, but like, but no, but you both know your shit and you right. know how to talk about the body and make that body connection to a sport. Right. So it doesn't matter. And it they know that and they learn it that it doesn't have
2: to look like the sport. And right. that's what a lot of people
1: don't realize like this doesn't look like tennis. So this isn't going
2: to work for tennis. Oh yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. it does. Right. Yeah. I tend but, to yeah.
0: train a ton of soccer athletes just based on like the area. We have a ton of soccer players in my background too, but I the biggest switch for me for them that I had seen or I try to instill in my kids. I call them all my kids, whether they're in college now or not. But I'm like, my kids, is, people think I have, like, 20 children. Like, when I talk yeah. about my kids, yeah. I'm like, my kids, and they're like, how many kids do you have? And I'm like, oh, I only have a dog. I'm like, but I have, yeah. like, a oh. bunch of – she actually just came down. She's somewhere over here. There she is. Oh, here. yeah, there she is. She's, like, making an appearance. The queen mm-hmm. is here. Um, <laughs> but I always say, I'm like, the things – like, because I've had parents, and I'm sure <laughs> – this could be a whole nother hour topic here, but I've had the parents that have come to me over the years, not just here. I'm talking like way back to that are like, I need, I need my kid to be faster. I want my kid to be this. I want like, they want to watch a session and like sit there and watch and make sure sh- and want them to be like puking at the end of it. Yeah. And there's that yeah. pressure that I felt when I was younger to, to do that, to Mm. be like, okay, I'm going to crush your kid so that he talks about it after how hard it was, because Mm. that's going to make the parent feel better. Like they're getting what they want. And it makes me feel like I listened to the parent, but you are losing what's beneficial to the athlete. And so for me now, it's like, if someone comes to me and they're like, yeah, so I want my kid to be faster. So I'm just having them go run a mile every day because, you know, and I'm like, so Maybe, like, in 1975, whenever, like, we didn't know enough now, like, we would just go run. Like, you just would go running, and that's how you got in shape and, and whatever. But I tell my kids all the time, I'm like, we have seasons, right? There are seasons. Think of your year as a athletic season, right? And it's like, so you have you know, the getting stronger, like maybe there's whenever it's like your off season or like for soccer girls, like the winter time or the summertime leading up to their season, fall and spring. It's like, we work on really building up your strength. And then we start to kind of tip into, you know, it's like, we, there has to be like, we have a plan. We have reasons Mm -hmm. why we do things and we might do things that look really boring and really like, you know, Mm -hmm. that you might, you're like, well, I'm a soccer player. I'm going to, X, Y, Z. And I'm like, no, you're going to do a split squat to a mat and you're going to stay down there and you're going to come up and try to hold your balance with one leg. And it's like, why would I do this? So I think, I wonder for you, have you ever felt the pressure of like, and maybe both of you, right? Like the pressure of a client or a parent or something that's like I want xyz and mm. I like acting as if they know everything right totally. and I, oh, I mean that actually with love because some people really do think that they know or think that that's the answer yeah but yeah. what if, I wonder if they're I'm just curious like the pressure and and maybe like when I was younger, how I kind of caved into it. But now I'm more like steady in my stance. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I
1: know? think that's, that's what happened to me. I always felt the pressure. Like I have to have this wicked intense class and I want them leaving feeling like that was the best work that they had all week. And I always put that on myself. And it, again, it was really more when I met Sarah, because I feel like she's just like calm, cool and collected and just like knows and she just trusts that like, I know what I'm going to do with this person. And I think that she has to struggle. So I just had to reel that in for myself. But I feel like you get more of the, like the, the parents or the clients that like,
2: yeah. I mean, for me, it just, it comes down to testing. So they can't, you can't, this, this is what it shows. Sorry. You think your kid's good at this, but nope. Or you think they're bad at this. They're actually really good at that. So that's it's all testing and numbers and right. data. Yeah. Cause numbers don't lie. Right. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And yeah.
0: I think that's so important for especially younger trainers and, and not even younger trainers, but like, I just feel like out of college for me, I was very like, I was back then I was really into like the bodybuilding I competed I I was so under no knowledge of nutrition like I have now and I and Jen knows this about me but fell into a very bad um like second round of like an eating disorder from when I was a kid and then in college it kind of relapsed again but my, my knowledge was what I had learned in college, working out with my friends that were all bodybuilding for the show. And so I only knew what I had learned. And then, so when I went and started training clients, I was like, well, this is the way that I know. So everyone needs to train the way I train. And then I quickly realized like, that's not right. You know what I mean? Like I quickly knew like in my gut, I'm like, Mm -hmm. no. And we just talked about this on our episode with Jeff, our last episode, you guys, I think would really enjoy, but Jeff Bramhall, he owns, um, oh my God, I'm going to say it wrong. Just breathe manual therapy. I believe I'm so bad with names and things too, but I think that's what it is. But his is all about meeting people where they are Mm -hmm. and how, as a good trainer, you can't just have a one size fits all program. Mm -hmm. And for you, Sarah, I, I love that because it's like, Like, like Jen said, like we need more Sarahs and Sams and and people in this world. And I would say, you know, you, you need Jen and Casey's too. And it's like, (laughs) you need people that no matter how old you are, like now that I'm, I'm saying younger, because I was just, I just felt like I was very naive to like what the industry looked like. And then now I'm like into it and I'm like, yeah, like you just have to meet people where they are Mm -hmm. and know that like, they, like what they always think they're coming to you for. It's so much deeper than that and Mm -hmm. then showing them data like Mm -hmm. this is what I tell like the college kids that I talk to now I'm like you have to have a plan Mm -hmm. when that client comes in if you're just like oh we're gonna try this and see what happens but you Mm -hmm. have no data to show them or numbers Mm -hmm. or anything written down that even shows Mm -hmm. that you're listening to what they're saying like how are they gonna feel that that's a connection that Mm -hmm. needs to keep going Mm -hmm. right
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I think that's so true. And like, I think what we all have in common is just being open-minded and like knowing we don't have all the answers. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. you know, there's always like, that's, what's nice about being able to like learn from other people and then to just know that like, okay, that I'm going to, I have a question about this. I'm going to go to this person or whatever, but Mm -hmm. we all know that we don't have all the answers. Exactly. We know we don't have Mm -hmm. to. And as far as like, who you end up teaching and how you get clients. And yeah, it's really exciting when you have like a really good athlete, that's like awesome. And it's fun to go and watch them play, but Mm -hmm. you've had clients from, you know, to, from athletes to like people that can, yeah. yeah. Obese people that can, that can't even get from the floor up,
2: you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's just as rewarding. Yeah. Like when someone says, Oh, you know, I fell at home and I rolled over and remembered what you told me about how to get up and how to roll over. And it's like, wow. Right. Or like, whatever Dottie who's 74 tripping on something and then being able to catch herself, you know, before she falls and breaks a hip. That's like just as rewarding as watching someone on, you know, tennis court, have it all come together. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. My mom would always say we want to bounce, not break. Cause she trained a lot of people in like advanced age that became like her, her thing. And she's like, you know, she's like, yeah, it's totally fun to like be up here and have clients that are like pushing, 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 but she's like, A lot of my clients, like at the time, she was going to people's homes and taking a broomstick and mm-hmm. having them push and pull her. You know what I mean? Or like, leg raises in the chair. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And it's exactly. like, and I remember watching her with those clients and seeing the patience that she had. And yep. I was like, that is the patience that I have to bring to every single client because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. your patient tank, like I always say, like mm-hmm. my my tank. Gets to a point, and then I'm like, Whoa, you know, it's like you have to be able to have a big tank as a trainer or someone who's working with people. It's like your you patience know. tank, right? Yep. And especially yep. when you throw in young children, you know, I've got kids bouncing off the walls, and I'm like, Okay, so yeah, we're gonna yeah. come in, we take a big dip <gasps> yeah. in yeah. front of everybody, yeah. and yeah. we're just gonna all focus. Are we focusing? Like, I turn into Miss mm-hmm. Casey, you know, it's like, Here we go. But the patience is so a virtue, and it's so what just calms people and brings people to you. I mean, it makes sense that people come to you guys because your energy is like amazing. Sarah is so cool and collected. And (laughs) then like, I'm like the crazy, like crazy and like bounce off the walls. And, but I always (laughs) thought Jen was so like this too. Like she's very like- I always tell her that. I always
1: say like, no, I really was really. I used to be. I used to be quiet. Like, I used what? to. She's yeah. Like, bop, she, bop, bop, bop. I know. <laughs> I love it. But Jen is not-
0: in a group. A group of like all of us. Jen would definitely be like just chilling, and like yeah. you just you like Jen was there, and like if mm-hmm. she talked, it was like good. Like it was like she like <laughs> took, she like took it all in, and then she'd be like, yeah. Like she yeah. us like coolness about her that mm-hmm. I just yeah.
1: Love yeah, that. Thank you. I know. Yeah. I love when we talk about
0: like old times. I'm like, Jen used to be like, I you know. know. <laughs>
1: it's just, I'm so glad you said it though, because she doesn't believe me. She's like, you were never not were, talkative what? or you were, what? yeah. I yeah. don't think Oh,
0: it. Sarah. <laughs> yeah, Jen, I mean, just was, like I said, when we did these retreats, like she was just the freaking like, she was just like the backbone of like everything and mm-hmm. just was like sturdy and consistent and steady yep. and like got shit done and like yep. never even like said two words. Like she mm. would already have done what you were gonna ask for, like in five minutes. Like wow. and then awesome. she'd be like, Love got it. it. Jen, yep. how you doing? Good. Got it. good. good. <laughs> got it. I'm
2: good. Got it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'd be like, I was thinking about and she's like, did it, done, did got it. Yeah. I'm like, perfect. Like yeah. that's how I've always thought of Jen. Like, just mm-hmm. very like she's just consistent.
2: She is still like
0: that. Uh, yeah. No, still like that. Yeah.
2: For
1: the yeah. most part. I am. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. <laughs> um, it's just different with like classes because like, that's where I think we, like, I, I would show up to a class at nine that starts at nine thirty. 30 oh, yeah. at like nine twenty five and be like, let's go. And I would probably halfway through be like, oh, nope, I'm going to do this. And and like, Sarah is very like, okay, I have my workout planned. I planned this a week ago. I'm yeah, showing up uh-huh. 15 minutes early, yeah, yeah. you know, just very, way more structured than I am actually when it comes to certain things. So yeah. I'm like right nice in the spell. middle of the two of yeah, you. Okay.
0: I am like planned. I have everything written down, but I'm also like show up at like, five minutes to be like, let's go. Like, I already know what's going to happen. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm like a little, I'm like the blend of the two of you in the middle. I feel.
1: I think you have to. I guess CD. I've got (laughs) to get the room right. Yeah. Yeah. like you have to have both. I think you. You know. You have to have a plan. You need to know why you're doing this and what you're doing. Right. Right. But then you know. But then sometimes something will happen in the middle of class and you have to completely wing it. Yeah. So it's like. Oh, I had this this workout plan for you, and oh, you can't raise your right arm. Okay. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So So a shoulder press probably isn't a good idea here. Okay. Let's do something you're different. Yeah, that's yeah. for
1: breakfast. Yeah. Right. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna Whatever. feel real good after this one. So I'm curious, this is like I feel like this could be my last question and then we'll totally we'll totally do it again because I feel like there's so many little pieces I wrote there down that I wanted to elaborate on that yeah. wouldn't be like seven hours of a podcast. But <laughs> um selfishly I just like talking to the two of you. But um so my so it's kind of like a two part question I guess but my thing, my question for both of you, when I think of the two of you, right? Like when I think of Jen, I want people to learn from Jen, leaving that corporate job, working for somebody else doing really well. Cause she's just the boss like that and jumping two feet into being following her passion, even though she might've had a place she could go to right away. It, it, there is still that level of scariness and fear that comes with leaving something so consistent. And yeah. so I wonder if you could just touch on that and how maybe you worked through that, or did you make a pros and cons list? Like what oh did gosh. you yeah, took me end up doing?
1: Time. Yeah. Oh, it was not an overnight thing. It took me a long time. Um, and it really took me a long time to like find my voice. So it's funny that we're talking about that. I was so quiet for so long and reserved and didn't, And it took me a long time to be able to like say what I wanted. I was always just doing what I thought I was supposed to or what other people thought I was supposed to do. And I never had the time to say like, what do I want to ask myself? What do I want? And so it was after asking myself that several times, like if you knew you could do this or could do anything without failing, what would you do? And if you can find the answer to that, like if I'm saying you cannot fail, There's nothing that's going to be wrong. You're going to make this happen. If you could say, no matter what, you could do this, what would you do? And you find that or you think about what that is. And then you start to think about what what are these blocks that I am making up? What is getting in my way? Is that really real? Where did that come from? And you try to just chip away at those blocks and really just figure out like, this is what I want and I don't care what I need to do. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to make one fourth what I make i making now, mm-hmm. but that's when the, I mean, I just totally believe in like the universe will figure it out for you. And then you can, yeah. Is it like humbling to have to go and live with your parents after living on your own and having your own place? Like, of course, but if you know that like, this is what's right for you, you just have to do it. And like, I, I don't know, you just have to know that there's a, bigger better plan and it will work itself out if it's truly what's right for you as long as you're like going deep enough to know like this is what I want and I don't care what it takes and then there would be nights where I would like not sleep because I would be like thinking about taking another job at at Boston or whatever and I would be like I don't want that if it's really like it makes you sick and you're like okay if I said you quit or you have to stay for two more years I would be like if I stay for two more years I will lose my mind So, okay, then we're quitting. We figured that out. Now, Mm -hmm. how do we quit? You know, so you just have to really like take it step Step by step. step, It's not going to be something that you're like, oh, I'm going to quit. And it's going to be fine. You, I mean, yes, it will, (laughs) but you Mm -hmm. have to slowly take steps into that direction. And there's going to be a lot of fear that comes up and you just have to like be aware of it and notice it and go with it. Yeah. Go with it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Work through it. Yeah. No pretty well. Worked out pretty well. <laughs> well.
2: <laughs> Let us to Sarah.
0: Yes. Like that's the best of all. <laughs> yes. yes. But same for you Sarah. Like I feel like, you know, as someone who understands like like as fellow trainers and fellow like freaking like working for, for ourselves in a way, as far as like, you know, reinventing ourselves and pivoting as a trainer, you're constantly putting on different hats and reinventing. And my mom, my mom always said that she'd be like, Oh, I'm just getting like, she would teach here, then go there, then do a kid's class, then do a birthday party. And I'd be like, Wow, mom, like you're all, she come to my school and teach my school. And I was like always so embarrassed, but now I like love it. You know what I mean? Like we would yeah. do like shout in the gym and I'm like, oh my God, mom. Like, you know, <laughs> now I look back and I'm like, I am my mother and it's fine. I've <laughs> become my mother. But for you, like all of the reinventing and everything, there's fear. I understand it. You understand it. So what do you, where do you work through that as, as in following what you like feel that you're meant to do?
2: For me, it's definitely just seeking out the experts, you know, with with the racket fit, for example, just finding Greg Rose and knowing that gives me confidence right there, knowing at least I'm learning from the best in that particular field. That helps me a lot. So that's always the first thing I do when I read, I read, 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 read. Um, and then go for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm
1: loving this tennis thing. Yeah. This is it's a lot of fun. It's yeah. different. Um I feel like Sarah is such a, like, research person. Like, before she makes any decision, she's, like, reading everything there is to read about it. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's a very informed decision. Yeah. Like, you don't really, you know, I think what's, de- what's deep in your gut. But, like, I think that it's more, you also need that information to help you. Some mm-hmm. people do, you know? Some mm-hmm. people need to know that I'm, I'm knowing am On every- the right track. Yeah. Of, yeah. Exactly. Like, mm-hmm. I want to know as much as I can about this before I make this decision. hmm
0: and how has your training changed over the years, Sarah? I'm curious now that Jen and I both like spewed about our injuries and I, I'm <laughs> sorry, I went on a tangent about myself, but I, it's such a passionate thing for me now. Cause I'm like, oh my God, more people need to talk about us having to, you having to slow down sometimes. Like there are times when you can push the gas pedal that Sam always says, and there's times you got to push the brake. And it's like, Mm -hmm. you can't always be pushing the gas pedal. So I'm curious as a fellow trainer too, it's like, what does your training look like now? People always want to know, like, how do the trainers work out? Like, what do they do? So I wonder how that's evolved for you.
2: Oh, it's evolved. I mean, it's sort of like ebb and flows. It's like, I'll go through phases where I'm not doing anything. And then there's phases where I'm doing a lot or I'm trying this or I'm trying that. Um, I worked with kettlebells for a long time that I still love kettlebells. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think they're a great tool, um, but mostly it's been, it hasn't really changed like all of that much. It just depends on what I'm like, what I'm focusing on or what I want to do personally, what I need personally at the time. Um, sometimes it's just yoga or sometimes yeah. it's a really hard workout or Keep biking or-, or going out mountain biking. I mean, I honestly prefer to be outside than inside so my dream is to have some kind of like take the personal training outdoors somehow but it just doesn't it doesn't work yes but but I would I you know I would love that I would love that yeah
1: yeah yeah this past year I think we both had I think everybody had to slow down a little bit and get more creative with like just body weight stuff and just Mm -hmm. simplifying Mm -hmm. a little bit more Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. without all that gym equipment like yeah we could go in and do it on our own but yeah. See, now I'm same. like
2: all about tennis I'm getting into the tennis serve yeah, and I'm no. trying to get my body all set up for that <laughs> so. yes that's what I never
0: finished saying was I broke a light so I think the kids would always want me to go on the tennis court and I'd be like you don't want me in there like <laughs> no, I I, had, I was gonna invite
1: you back but mm, I don't <laughs> know no, listen. No, no, no. Okay,
0: <laughs> but I'm like so much better now guys okay you can actually like you actually I could like actually play against you potentially like I the girls oh, laugh on the high school.
1: do that we'll come That'd to fun. we'll come yeah. work out with you and you guys come down and play and that would be awesome I'm
0: so serious like I get so excited now to play because I'm like oh like it's so fun because it's new for me right and the athlete comes out in me and my, the kids and the high school team think I'm insane. Cause I, I love yeah. to, I love to play the net because I don't have to worry too much about mechanics. So I like play the net and I'm like, freaking spiking the yeah. ball down. And I'm like, at the end of it, I'm the one out of breath. I'm the one panting. I'm the one sweating and falling. And I'm like, why is nobody else matching my intensity here, people? Like, come on, you know? And they're like, Coach Casey's crazy. Like, Coach Casey's crazy. But it, it ups it a little bit more, you know? It's like, okay, if Coach Casey, who has no background in tennis, can can do this, then we can all we can all do this, right? So, but it has become, oh my God, I need to come play. It has become so fun for me, but it really, really has. And I've, now I have four years of, like, essentially free practices under my belt that I've just been able That's to awesome. jump in with my kids, you know, nice. and learn to the go. But so how I broke the light was I, uh, they finally <laughs> convinced me to come into the tennis courts when I was in Pittsburgh and I'm watching my, one of my girls serve who's been playing since she could walk. So her serve was like, to me, it was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. And she just does it so effortlessly. Mm. And I am like, okay, like I'm athletic. Like I can freaking do that. And so I go over Having never ever in my life even freaking done a tennis swing before, and so I wind up and I toss the ball up and I hit straight up to it, and it smacks. Oh Oh, Oh, shit! Yeah, we. I made them lose their headset they just bought. Oh my god! So it goes flying up to the ceiling, and we had these huge hanging lights, you know, like in the ceiling, and I knock out one of the lights, just like goes out, and I'm like. And I'm looking around and I am like, Oh my God, Kelly is going to freaking kill me. I go like, I like drop the racket and go like sprinting off the thing. I'm like, wasn't me. Yeah, wasn't me. Yeah. I'm like, who the heck else would it be? The two-year-old can hit it better than I can. Obviously it was Casey, but I, for some reason I was like, awesome. I am Serena Williams. Hear me roar. Yeah, and I yeah. smashed yeah, this tennis ball.
2: Serve. Oh,
0: it. and ever since then, I'm like, I'm done. And then when I got to high school and have, now I just do like the bunny serve. Like I can get it into the square. That's like my yeah. most, my most, uh, prized possession right now is I can at least get into the square, but, nice. um, but again that's another situation where it's like leave your ego at the door. Like totally. I might be yeah. an athlete and personal trainer and I could yeah. do whatever but I'm like I am like I the kid like I laugh at myself. Like I'm you like oh to. like it's my yeah. turn to serve and I'm like right. nah no, you can do it. You need to be practicing not me. And then they're like <laughs> no Casey like do it. And I'm like okay and so like I hit it over and I'm like did you see that? Like you know it's like you have to be able just to like laugh at yourself and be oh, like right. I am not the best at everything. Mm-hmm. I am learning Mm-hmm. And we are growing, right? Yeah, and right. so for you for you guys, I just know it's just so nice because we're all on the same page. I yeah. knew it was gonna be an awesome conversation. Look, Jen, you survived and nothing
1: crazy uh, happened. <laughs> I was nervous.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, Sarah. Sarah wrote notes. She was like, Okay, so yeah. I'm gonna answer this question. That's yeah. like
1: this is sometimes where it's it's funny because like being a planner, you'd think like, and I do. I do like to know, like, what are we going to talk about? But it's almost even better when you don't, because then you just, you say whatever the person needed to hear, whatever needed to be said was said, you know, totally. Oh my gosh.
0: Yes. I know. I know. This would be one of my longer ones, but it's okay. Because it's so, I tell you the people that have been listening are amazing. And they'll like message me and be like, I, I, that's my biggest thing with this is I just want people to get something out of it. Like whatever they take from this is, introducing them to people they don't know or introducing people they do know but hearing more about that those people and and where they got to where they are and you guys inspire me from like watching from afar like just being able to like see Jen really like go from I just remember around the glow retreat like her like sparkly wide eyes like watching us do what we were doing and I'm like she wants to do something like this you know what I mean like yeah. she wants to be in this world and And then her asking me questions and you being like, so like, what do you do? Like, you know, you were always very (laughs) like curious and I'm like, girl, I don't even know what I do. I just like, you know, it's fine. I make it work, but, but it's true. It's like that. And then, (laughs) yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, and then you meeting Sarah and seeing like your story, Sarah, and like following you and seeing how like you're just, you're, I don't mean, in, like you're not serious in a bad way. It's like, you're very serious about what you do. And it's really awesome to see because it's mm-hmm. like, we need more people like this in the fitness industry and not just showing like booty bands and whatever. Yeah. And what, like we oh. are in this for the right reasons. Yep. And I, and it, the social, social media can make it very frustrating sometimes when mm-hmm. all you people only think that fitness is a certain thing. And then you have, you know, the people like us that are like, we're in the trenches and you're not seeing all of what I do on social media. And that's Mm -hmm. okay. Like, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like, we're changing lives behind Mm -hmm. the scenes, you know, and that's, and that's the beautiful thing. So I love, like, I know that's what you're all about. And that's exactly what you give off. It's like, you're, you're just the real deal. And so I'm just so happy you guys
2: came on the podcast. Thank you so much. We're so happy. I mean,
1: seriously, like, To think about where we started and here we are, like, this this is, for me, like, a dream come true. Like, it started with, like, really truly seeing and seeing somebody who was loving what they did and knowing that, okay, if that's possible for her, it's possible for me, you know, I can do that too. So, Mm -hmm. yeah
0: so oh that was so good so where i just love you guys where can people find you on social i'll put it all on the show notes as and as well as your airbnb code code casey that's not a code but um where can they find you on social media and then we'll make sure to
1: link it all below okay i just started this personal I account so it's I saw it's- that not an easy spelling but it's jennifer majewski fitness um so m-a-j-e-w-s-k-i <laughs> i will call her majewski the rest of her life because yeah, that's, that's like
0: w- it's what's fine. in my phone i'm like jennifer well myself
1: that <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> what's that w in there for anyway it's like oh. yes and then sarah sarah dowsett training yep
2: mm-hmm.
0: spell the last name too because that's another hard oh, one. Dowsett.
2: Oh d-o-w-c-e-t-t
0: you two with the W's really like what? Oh, like, uh, really? Uh, <laughs> they, both, <laughs> they both just realized like, oh yeah, wow. Yeah. You we know you back, know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These unneeded W's, I love yeah. it. So thank you guys so much. Just hang on, I'll stop recording and then we'll we'll say goodbye. But um, thank you guys so much for joining us, and we'll see yes. you in the next episode. All right. thank thank you. Bye.
3: Bye. Bye.